Come with me as we dive into some of the most intimate diaries a person could share. My mission is to inspire you to push through during the toughest of times, too. Thank you for being here. I can't wait for you to hear these stories. Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tess. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to say that this is the 10th episode of Push Diaries podcast. And I've been having so much fun interviewing people and hearing their stories and then being able to turn around and share it with all of you. I am really enjoying being able to be vulnerable and raw about the hardest parts of our lives and how we can better help each other. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so excited to have Kelsey on the podcast for episode 10. Please be sure to check out the website at pushdiariespodcast.com forward slash episodes, forward slash Kelsey to view more about her story. And be sure to check out her submerged film on PBS once it comes out. If you have been enjoying Push Diaries podcast, please consider donating to the show's cause at patreon.com forward slash push diaries podcast. Tyler and I are discussing ways to give back. Please be a part of our mission. Thank you for your generosity. Here's Kelsey. Well, it's nice to meet you. I'm happy you're on. I literally, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I just started a podcast the end of this last year, um, and I moved out to Michigan from Minnesota, so I used to be where you live, but now I'm in Michigan, Um, so that's kind of exciting. Went to school for social work. I actually had a tumor on my spine in 2014. So we had it removed in August of that summer. Um, And then they put my leg bone in my back and took out the vertebrae in my spine that had the tumor on it. I know it's, they like literally cut me in half and then put me back together with my leg bone. But we all have a pretty incredible story. And I know you, you sure do. So Thanks for being on today. Do you have any questions for me before we get started? I just want you to feel comfortable and yeah. I like your sweatshirt. Thank you. It's from Target, like everything else that I own. (laughs) It's cute. Thanks. So you became paralyzed in 2014. Yeah. So what level are you? Um, so my tumor was on T12, T10, and T11. Um, and so I just tell people like T12 cause that's above T10, right? I should know this. Yes. Yeah. So T12, I say right about there. I mean, I'm sure. High to low. Yeah. I'm sure. Low to high, low number at the top, high numbers. Oh, so T10 then maybe, but you know. And you might be able to speak on this a little bit, too. I know my level of feeling has actually changed over the last couple of years. Um, Like when I got off my OxyContin, I could feel more of my abdomen and my back was less numb around my sides. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of weird. I feel like I have a hard time with um, explaining my situation because it is so different than just an injury. But... um, yeah, I would say the level of feeling is around T10 then, if it goes from lowest number to high. Um, right right below my chest, and then like kind of right where my shoulder blades start going into my back is where I can feel less back there. And again, I think that has more to do with like the incisions, and they had to take some of my lat muscle to put in my back. So, wow. Yeah. But I'm happy to be here. I know, right? Life goes on and you just kind of have to keep pushing. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so I actually, uh, Kelsey, I found out about you through Megan at the Mayo Clinic. You know who Megan is, right? So how do you know her? Oh, man, just through this film project. I'm not exactly, I honestly can't remember how we were connected. I've been connected to many people over the last three years, like, it's it's just hard to remember. Yeah. Well, uh, don't feel bad. I know you've met a lot of people and you've inspired a lot, so don't worry you. about it. But it is. It's funny how small the world really is when you open your mouth and you're willing to share your story. So can yeah. you just, yeah, and I don't know how much time you have today, but we'll just kind of go, go at it. I have a list of questions here in front of me. Um, oh. But if you don't mind just starting off where you're from, where you grew up, what your name is I guess that's important to tell the listeners <laughs> yeah so uh, my name is Kelsey Peterson and I'm 35 and I grew up in Minnesota um, in the Twin Cities and um, I live here now we've moved around a bit but um, since my injury I've been back here so since 2012 okay yeah. So do you, are you from a big family? Do you have a lot of friends in the cities? I'm sure you yeah. have. Yeah, I'm lucky. I uh, have a really good system, like group of friends and really good family. I have two older brothers and one younger sister who lives like just across the river from me. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that helps. Yeah. yeah, it helps like. It's not the best in the wintertime. I try to avoid Minneapolis in the winter, but otherwise it's fun and I have a good um, network of great people here. Good, good. Yeah, I love Minnesota. I miss it a lot. Uh, Michigan so far, the winters are a little less um, brutal than Minnesota, so that's a perk, but we're getting some snow today, so I'm feeling it this week because you're right. It's like... When it's cold, you really can't be outside for very long. Exactly. So. I went for a walk today with my dog, and we were both happy to be able to do that. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Because you guys, hasn't your weather today been a little bit, or at least the last couple of days, been better than it was like a week ago? Because you guys just got a ton of snow. Yeah, we randomly, it was like 60, it was almost 70 on Saturday, I think, last Saturday, and then on Sunday, it snowed, like, all day, and then on Monday, it snowed. Ah. Yeah. It was, like, the resurrection of old man winter. Yeah. Along with Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. I know. A lot of (laughs) random stuff in the spring. I know. It all just comes on us all at once. I know. It's cool. Be back. Yeah. What the? Be gone. Yeah. I know, right? I know. Winter is relentless in Minnesota. It sucks. It's like, wait, is it spring or did winter just start? Because I feel like it does that every year. It's like right when it starts to get warm, suddenly you get a foot of snow just randomly before it's supposed to really be warm and stick around. So yeah, like today I was like, oh my God, it's going to be nice out soon. And then I was like, and then it's going to be winter again soon. I know. (laughs) Like my mind went to this like dark place, like Oh my God! In reality, winter next winter is not that far away. It's like no, six, it's not. Which just makes you feel like it's always winter because it still feels like winter right now, and it's yeah, spring. yeah. But what a good lesson, right? In life, where it's like it isn't always what it seems, and you have to make do with what you have. So right. nothing is how it seems. Yeah. So, yeah, with on that note, I want to hear about you. How did you get to where you are today, the Cure Map? So when Megan told me about you, she was like, you need to go look up the Cure Map. And she's literally the one person that I would recommend you find and talk to for your podcast. Uh-huh. And she, y- you know physical therapists. They meet, like, 50 people a week, it seems like. So for her to, like, pick you out. And I literally wrote your name down probably four months ago, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go stalk her, and then I'll eventually reach out, and here we are, so. I'm so glad you stalked me. I'm so glad you found me. That's so sweet of her. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't, I don't know anything about this yet, but I'm already inspired that you're, like, going out on the road and talking to different 
researchers and people that have lived with paralysis or know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So, okay. You look, you grew up in Minnesota. You're 35 now. Um, you're, you have a C level injury, right? For paralysis. Yeah. C6. Yeah. And as much as you're comfortable, Kelsey, like just share whatever's on your heart or mind as far as any of this goes. Um, I know people want to hear your story, kind of how you've been able to work through all of this. If you are a um, person who believes in faith or hope, great. If not, that's okay too. How are you struggling with all of that now? I'm a social worker by heart. So like, I love talking about like networks and environments and family and faith and friends and how like all of that stuff either builds you up or makes you mm-hmm. question, you know, and I'm sure oh, you, yeah. yeah, you know, all I've of been this. writing about this actually that subject for the film right now. So it started out as the cure map um, and it is now titled submerged, which will likely change again. Um, I'm realizing like you just can't, this this whole filmmaking process is just so unpredictable but I was writing about just that the other day for the film about how like there are so many variables in terms of how we heal and how we deal with hardships and it's not just as easy as like oh I just have a positive attitude or yeah there's just so many elements to it and I'm one of those people that I'm really blessed like I have a really good support system and I grew up with really great parents and family who told me I could do anything and and provided for me and I grew up privileged and um you know with money and resources and that just carried over into this life where as a quadriplegic I've been able to access a lot of resources that a lot of people can't yeah and I and I have my own place and yeah have a really amazing support system that has held me up and lifted me up through the hardest time in our lives as you know you know so it's interesting like I live in a building with I live in section 8 housing in Minneapolis so it's all um, people on disability um, and all different kinds of disabilities and it's heartbreaking and and fascinating at the same time and sometimes um uplifting depending on the situation you know to see like how everyone copes differently and everyone is dealt a different hand and yeah um yeah things in a different way yeah what do you say to people when they're like oh I shouldn't complain about that because Kelsey you are a quadriplegic and you're in a chair and you probably have really bad pain what do you say to people when they're like oh I shouldn't complain about anything in my life because people do that don't they they do that to me like it's such an awful drug you know what what is comparison oh yeah you know like whether you're using it to like make your life seem better or you're a victim of it it's making your life seem worse it's like yeah I'm not it just makes me think of inspiration for in the moment you say that like I'm not here to like make you feel like your life is uh better or 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 right right and it's so funny because people yeah. do, they they get blinded by, I mean, I think it's even amazing that you realize that you're better off now because of the way you were raised and the privilege that you and I did have growing up. Like, yeah, our situations are really t- tough, but it's a good thing, not a bad thing that we've had support, you know, and someone who doesn't have the support we have can still get by by just having a good attitude. Not always, but it helps, you know. Right. And then there's also like how do you have a good attitude? You know, like it's not that's that's really hard to maintain and I mean even throughout the day, you know, sometimes you wake up and you feel good and other times you wake up and you're like you feel like groundhog's day, like is this still my life? Is yeah. This- yeah. Yeah. So, Kelsey, how many years have you been paralyzed? Do you mind telling me and the listeners a little bit about the accident you had and what yeah. challenges started right away for you guys and how you've overcome it? 
Sure. So I was injured on the 4th of July, 2012. I got drunk and went out on a boat and dove off of it when we were just chilling. Um, my friend was fishing and I wanted to sober up a little bit. So I thought it was a good idea to, it usually was. To right. Jump. Frozen, you know, freezing cold Lake Superior, and uh, he told me it was three feet deep and to jump in, not to dive, you know, to be careful. And it just like in that, in between that time and the time that I stepped up onto the ledge, reality just escaped me, and I dove in, and I immediately, my head hit the bottom, and I floated up face down, and. I knew right away I was paralyzed. So um, he flipped me over and my friends got me into the boat and we drove to the mainland because we were living on Madeline Island at the time. So we drove to the closest town on the mainland, which was Washburn. And then we drove uh, the 90 minutes to Duluth. And I spent the next three months um, in their rehab unit learning how to live again. Yeah. Um, um, from there, I went back to the Twin Cities. I moved back um, and spent three months at what's now Courage Kenny Rehabil- Rehabilitation Institute. Yeah. Um, I yeah. learned how to drive there. I'm familiar Me with too. Courage Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I've done a lot of therapy there. It's been great. Um, but yeah, so it's been, I mean, you know, it's been a wild ride. I don't have hand function. I don't have um forearm flexor function I don't have tricep function and I don't have any function or sensation from the chest down okay um like I I need a caregiver to do most things in the morning and at night and then during the day I can do my own thing and I've figured out you know how to do that over time but um I feel like every day I'm learning how to do something new so that I can be more independent and happier and healthier and all that yeah yeah well and (laughs) (laughs) what did you say the nutshell version anyway yeah well and I know it's like eight years I'm sure feels like it's flown by but also maybe been slow like does it feel like it's been eight years well, it's, it's like, it feels like a lifetime ago that I was able-bodied, you know, like that seems like another life almost, but it also seems like yesterday. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I still sometimes will catch myself in the mirror and, and look at my body and just be like, what the hell? Like just have this like really surreal moment of like, that's my body now. Like, this is so trippy. Like this is just so weird. How did I get here? I know. Um, and then, you know, you have your moment and you breathe and you move on with your day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, nothing makes you more self-aware than life taking you by the hair and putting you down on your knees and be like, all right, listen, you need to get your stuff figured out you know like I was a 24 year old girl turning 25 when I went through my injury and it was like or my cancer I should say and it's like yeah life is relentless and suffering is not um only for certain people right any one of us can go through suffering or something challenging at any moment Mm -hmm. but then why are people so detached from I don't know realizing that our bodies are not they can't do everything you know what I'm saying like yeah I feel like this is if anything like taught me that nothing is permanent and to like to to train yourself and to teach yourself more and more how to accept that and be okay with that as much as you can yeah like were you that way before no, I mean, I'd never dealt with anything this, I'd never grieved like this before. But yeah. yeah. No, like I, I actually just lost my dad in October and between that and this, like those are all the, 
the two things in my life, like, that have been so, like, earth shattering. I mean, I've lost, I've lost friends, but I, and that's been, you know, like, those have been big deal, a big deal in my life, but like nothing like losing your body or losing your father, you know, like that those are the two things in my life that defined me. And so like, I think when you lose things that seemingly define you, you just have so many more pieces to pick up and you have like, you have so much more time you have to spend figuring out who you are in a new way. Yeah. It takes a very care and patience and, and just time um, and introspection and just a lot of. Yeah, it really does. It's like something I'm so thankful for and something I hate like all at the same time, you know, like I'm so thankful that I, have gone through a trauma that helps me understand other people and that brokenness that you're talking about and, you know, having to pick up pieces, but it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody, but I feel like our society also doesn't always talk about it. So I love that you felt challenged to get this conversation going about paralysis. Like Kelsey, tell me, where were you? Like what amazing idea popped into your mind and you were like, okay, I'm going to do a research project and make a documentary about paralysis and you're a dancer. Like that's amazing. I was a high kick dancer in high school and I played tennis and I loved running and I loved camping in the boundary waters. And I was a very outdoorsy person and I love that you're still dancing and even in your power chair, like that is amazing to me. Thank you. I really didn't. I really didn't think that was going to happen. I was pretty mad about the thought of dance. I didn't, I didn't want to try it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't, I was pissed. And yeah. I, and I was just devastated, you know, like, so anytime that that came into my sphere, I was like, hell no. Yeah. Um, and then when it became about helping, when it wasn't about me anymore, you know, when it was about helping my friend with his project, then I was like, okay. I can do that. Yeah. You know, this doesn't have to, it just, it took the pressure off and it just, it, I think it was just kind of beautiful that way that like when it becomes about your art being of service, it's a lot yeah. easier risks, at least for me. And I, th- I think yeah. that's true for me. Like um, when it's not about your ego or about you or, you know, I think it just takes some of the fear of judgment and fear of success and, just a lot of the fears surrounding um, putting yourself out there, which is what you have to do as an artist, you know, Mm -hmm. and being. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if it is a gift, people will see your story and be inspired that. So is your friend or no, you're cause you said you're, cause your website says two women and a dog named Milo hit the road camera in hand in search of answers to bring us closer to finding a cure for paralysis. So you guys have raised over $10,000 on Kickstarter in how oh, much man. time? Old what? I don't even, I wonder which one you're looking at. So we, oh, you're looking at Facebook, huh? Um, This is kickstarter.com forward slash projects. But maybe I'm on the wrong page. I'm, we did I'm two on. Kickstarters. So um, my friend Madeline Brown and I started, basically I called her and in November or probably October actually of 2000 of 2016. Okay. And like, hey dude, do you want to drive out to California together? She was living out there and I wanted to go kick it with one of my with my best friend out on the central coast for the winter. I was like I got to get out of here. Yeah. And so um she was like, yeah. And then she was like, why don't we film it? And I was like that's interesting. And so the, immediately the wheels started turning. No pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, can we make a film about finding a cure for spinal cord injury? And she was like, yeah. And so we immediately just started planning. Like we were just, we were just on this idea and we were jazzed about it. And, uh, 
so by we started we did a kickstarter we raised 10 grand we hit the road in january then we did another kickstarter and planned a little more while we were out in california um planned like who we were gonna see where we were gonna go who was gonna join us on the road to help with my cares and with my dog and with driving and with all sorts of other basically just be our like third person pinch hitter um so then we hit the road again in march uh like mid to late march and we were on the road until the end of may so we drove around the country and went to different you know universities and different facilities that were doing research and spoke with i don't know like we've interviewed like over 80 people throughout this process um and learned a lot about the research climate in terms of what's happening for a cure for spinal cord injury um and at times it was really uplifting and exciting and at other times it was like sort of depressing and like when is this coming when you know people with spinal cord injuries they're sick of hearing oh five to ten more years you know like that just seems to be this like magic number that a lot of people want to tell you and so like there were it was interesting to have this like roller coaster of emotions while you're on the road meeting all these different people getting as many facts as you can and realizing that there are just still a lot of questions surrounding the whole thing, you know, like, and there are a lot of obstacles too. So it was, I am, I plan to depict those in the film and then um, there obviously are just going to be some lingering questions because yeah, nature of the science and of research. Um, but it was, it wasn't as like, continues to be one of the best experiences of my life and I didn't think that this was going to be it started out as like a road film you know like we wanted to show what was happening with research and then it evolved into okay but whose story are you telling like what lens are you are you shooting this through like you know like so you realized that we had to tell my story yeah yeah, yeah. Or, or you kind of like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, I, I guess I'll be the star of the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, I'm used to, I grew up being on stage, and I like it, but it also scares the shit out of me. If I'm being yeah. Like, I didn't want to make it, I didn't want to seem like it's all about me, Let's, you know, like, I didn't want to do that, but... I feel like it lends to storytelling and to connecting with people. I just had to surrender to that. Yeah. That, like, by me being vulnerable and sharing my story, and therein, like, the greater story at large of what it means to live with paralysis and why we want a cure, um, and who we are as people, as dynamic, you know, pained, fast, talented, interesting human beings that just happen to be living with paralysis. Like, I'm hoping that I can deliver this message that will change. I think, you know, like, I'd I'd love to change people's minds in multiple ways with this film, like, with the or a cure and also with how people look at people with disabilities absolutely and truly Kelsey like you are such a great person to be that like mascot or whatever we want to say is dumb like as dumb as it is you're right though like our stories matter and in a big picture in a big world where lots of people have disabilities this is a very relevant topic do you know the statistics for like level C injuries for paralysis? Because I, as me being someone newly in the disability in the last, you know, what did I say, six years, um, I feel like I've met and heard of a lot of people with cervical injuries in their neck. I I, I did know that number at one point, and now my brain made room for other real estate, and I don't know. Right. Hey, that's important. <laughs> that's good though. That's important. Your real estate is 
is priceless. So don't worry about that. Um, Right. Girl, I do that all the time too. I'm like, okay, nope. I don't remember what movies I saw in college and I'm sorry that that makes you sad, but you know, sorry. I don't remember that quote from Anchorman. Right. Exactly. I hear about it from Anchorman and Tommy Boy all the time. People are like, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. I've got to rewatch some of this stuff. Yeah. Or not, or not, you know, whatever. Yeah, or not. Yeah. yeah. But, um, okay. Yeah. So of neck injuries for sure. There's what? There's more. It's more common. I think it's more common than people think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Our accidents and diving accidents, which are the most common ways to be injured, a lot of those result in cervical injuries. Yeah. I mean, my massage therapist, even her brother her brother-in-law dove into just like you did Kelsey and he's a quadriplegic so yeah yeah it's so can you talk about your pain a little bit I know we're kind of jumping around but like do you have chronic pain in your neck I mean I'm sure your shoulders hurt and your back hurts yeah um I'm lucky that I don't have nerve pain a lot of my friends do um, it's super minimal anyway, but I have a lot of shoulder pain. I have spent yeah. too much time probably behind the wheel driving one armed, you know? Oh, so your right arm's more sore because of your shoulder? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I yeah. fell on my shoulder, uh, summer before last. Oh, no. Yeah. I was leaving my brother's house and his yard. He has this kick-ass ramp that he made. Yeah. Which was super sweet. He got like the whole community to come over one day and build this like awesome ramp. But it doesn't extend through his yard and it had rained a bunch. And so his yard was So he put down all these rugs and like made like a a trail of rugs out to the gate, to the driveway. And it was fine going in. But then on the way out... I was like, all right, I'm just going to, like, gun it over these. And I was alone, which was stupid. And I just, like, totally hammered down. Yeah. The rugs got caught under my chair on, like, the little little thing that hangs down to lock into your car when you drive. Ugh. My chair stopped, and my body just kept going. And I remember being like... Well, the ground is getting closer. That's weird. Because you like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't like feel my body in that moment. Right. So quickly. Like I couldn't feel that I'd fallen. Left the chair, you know? Yeah. And so all of a sudden I'm like, what? And I was like, oh shit. And just put my forearms out in front of me. And my right arm took the hit because I like landed on that and then rolled onto my side. Oh. Hilarious. Um, so I have a lot of shoulder pain and I've been trying to get independent, more independent. So like everything is in your shoulders, like getting dressed. I hear you. And so like the moment I've had two different occasions now where I've been like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start making an effort again. And then my shoulder's like, no, you're not. And it just flares up and... It's just a lot of pain and a lot of icing and baths and ibuprofen and it's just yeah. I'm going through round two of trying to get independent and then trying to get rid of pain again. Yeah. Start next time at square one and not go straight to like the the actual like like motions of trying to like I have to strengthen more first right and let it heal yeah I found too that when I strain something it takes a lot longer to heal um I was I have to lay flat when I calf and I was laying in my van and my uh fiance Tyler was driving the van and we were trying to save time so I was like just drive careful and I'm gonna pee in the back it's only like a five minute drive down the road to our friend's house and he slammed on the brakes and I was wearing my slippery winter coat and I slid off my back seat and like landed on like the front bars of my wheelchair, like right on my fusion. It hurts so bad. Like where all the screws are and the leg bone 
and it's like you feel my back it feels like a cutting board you know it's just flat and like can't take any pressure and it like I totally just nailed my back and I'm just now finally feeling better and it does it sucks it's like that was three months ago yeah it takes a long time for stuff like that to heal so like once again you're facing I just have to I'm like okay I just have to surrender this is what my I have to let go because my ego really wants to be like no screw that I'm gonna yeah pain I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more independent I'm gonna put my pants on by myself and my body's just like I just have to listen to my body and be like yeah and you do yeah and surrender's hard like everybody has a problem with surrender like I'm not good at it I Kelsey you are more strong than I think you even realize or maybe you're like hell yeah I know I'm strong but you are (laughs) like just having the mental ability to tell yourself like you know, I have to work on this. I have to surrender. That is strength in itself, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because you get all this, like, it takes a lot of energy and, like, willpower to muster up the belief in yourself that, okay, I can do this. Like, I'm going to dedicate this time. I'm going to work my ass off and set these goals and you get to that point and then you start doing it and then you hit, you're like, no, that's your body's like, no, you're not doing that. Yeah. Like it take, it takes this extra, like, I feel like you go through this emotional slump after that. You're like, shit. Yeah. It's like you worked so hard to get to that point. And then, you know, you're going to have to go backwards because you're going to have to heal and then you're going to have to strengthen all over again. Um, but I mean, I'm really so like lately, cause I've been, I'm not going to lie. I'm bummed about that. You know, like it just oh, kind of course. mentally. And um, so I've been waking up and working on gratitude in the morning because yeah. I noticed that when I start to get like bummed like that, I start to get, pissed more and like the yeah. sound of my door unlocking with my PCA showing up in the morning like starts to like make me cringe again when it didn't for a long time and so I'm like oh I know that's when I'm like not in a very good place and I need to work on I need to like spend some time working on myself you know and like deal yeah my emotions and so I've just been like waking up in the morning and thinking about the things that I'm grateful for and starting as much as I can in that positive zone. Otherwise I'm going to go into that like tailspin of being like, fuck my life. This sucks. My shoulder hurts. Yeah. You know, da, 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 da. And it's it's like, you know, that you have to like check yourself and take the time to listen to what's going on, or it's just going to, like, slowly eat away at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's not a place you nor I want to stay at permanently. It's like, yeah, you have to let yourself be angry. You have to let yourself cringe or cry or whatever you have to do, and then you have to give yourself enough grace and hope to pull yourself out of it and move on because you're right. It would. It would just eat away at you. I feel like how is anger, like, Kelsey, how have you managed those feelings? Like, are you are you good at letting things come and roll off your back and kind of let a feeling come and feel it and then let it go and be in the room with you but not, like, obsess over it? Or what is, like, the hardest emotion you grapple with? Is that a weird question? No, that's a great question. Um, gosh, it really just depends. Like, sometimes I'm good at it and, and sometimes I'm just not. I feel like in... In the beginning, the two hardest emotions for me were jealousy and anger. I wasn't uh, used to feeling jealous, and that was a new and really uncomfortable emotion for me. Yeah. Um, That was a really hard one to deal with, like feeling like 
I wish I had, I wish I could do that. I wish I could, I wish I could be in your body because I wouldn't take it for granted. And like all this, like just the judgment and living in the past and living in the, trying to live in the future and um, comparing and it's still sometimes hard. I'm not going to lie, you know, but it's so much easier um, than it used to be. That's an emotion now that I am much more comfortable with dealing with and I know how to deal with a lot better. Yeah. Well, Um, that's good news. I'm happy to hear that. For sure. Anger is still a challenge for me. I'm not going to lie because there are just so many times where I, it's hard to always, like for me, it's, I think it shows up the most um, when I feel like I'm like more acutely aware of how I'm not as independent as I want to be. Yeah, I hear you, especially in social situations. I'm very outgoing and I love getting together with my friends and I feel like I shut down in social situations because I am acutely aware of, of how much I do need help, you know, and that I'm on a schedule or that I have pain and it is, it's hard to be present. Yeah. Especially if you have pain, it's really hard to be present because you're just like absorbed by the pain that you're in, whether it's physical or emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I find that like the anger for me really festers if I'm like when I'm, I don't feel like I'm being heard either. Like I feel like in this situation I have to over communicate, you know? Yeah. I need this, give me this, do that, do this this way instead of that way, you know, explaining to someone. And for that reason, it's easy to feel like you're constantly under scrutiny and like someone is judging the way you do something or the way you want something done, even if they're not, you know. Right. Feel like you're annoying or Mm -hmm. like a burden, like it still pains me every single day that I have to ask someone to do something for me. I know. Physically hurts me, you know? Yeah. That's just a level of, of humility that I have not reached yet that I'm just not comfortable with yet. And I'm, I'm trying so hard, but like, it's just, it's a, that's a hard pill to swallow to always. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I'm so glad, Kelsey, that you can advocate for yourself, though, and that you are strong, like, you are an independently thinking woman, like, and I'm not trying to minimize you having to ask for help, because I am really bad at it, too. I couldn't imagine, like, you know, going what you go through every day, truly, like, I, I obviously can imagine it better than someone else walking down the street, but, like, yeah, yeah. I can, you know, get dressed on my own and urinate on my own. And um, I hate having to ask for help, too, you know? Yeah. It's hard. You you bring in your own, like, preconceived notions as to, like, am I annoying this person? Do they think that I could do this myself? Do they, you you know, you just, your your mind starts to go places. Yeah. Go places that can tell you this narrative that's, like, probably not even existent. Right. Um, So it just, like, I feel like this lifestyle takes this level of communication, like, open communication as to, like, how you're feeling and dealing with things. Yeah. With your caregiver or with the people closest to you. So that you don't keep telling yourself this story. Yeah. What the reality really is. Or so that, you know, like having everything out on the table just changes the game. But it's also like. It does. It's exhausting to be over communicating all the time. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Have you gotten pretty good luck with your caregivers? I, I know when I was getting caregivers, when I had first had my surgery, the turnover rate was so insane. Like, 
I would have someone for a couple weeks and then they'd leave or they didn't want to drive out to my house. Like that's what would be exhausting for me. I think if I was you having to retrain all these people and your disability is different than, yeah, like all of our disabilities are different. So people can't assume that they're going to take care of you the same way they're going to take care of someone else, you know? Right. Everyone's so different. Um, I have had an interesting journey with caregivers, for sure. It's been good, bad, ugly, great. Yeah. All the the whole damn, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've had people show up that had no idea what they were doing. Um, I've trained people myself. Um, I've, I've, you know, had people not show up. I've had just... Ah, So then you're like... In bed, waiting for someone to come help you, like, that infuriates oh. me. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot in my building. Like, I've, I have a neighbor who had to call 911 and go to the hospital because no one was would show up for him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, super yeah. messy stuff. Yeah. Like, that's a whole other, I mean, the level of abuse that happens to people. Oh, yeah. Like, us is... I think it's something like 80%, maybe even higher. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, when you're a vulnerable person, chances are you're going you need help from someone. Chances are you're going to be abused, whether it's emotional, verbal. Yeah. Physical. Yeah. And it sucks that that's the reality, but it's good that we're aware of it because you're right. I mean, anywhere, Anywhere there's a divisive, oppressive demographic that sets us apart from, you know, a straight white male, like people are going to have an issue with it and laws are going to oppress us. It just, they just are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The whole, this is like, I could talk about the issues with caregivers and and like civil rights and just or disability rights and for days yeah it's just um it's such a multifaceted and it's a a machine that just really is not up to par right right And and it's like the system itself like caregivers should be getting paid more than they are and there should be more no kidding around it and I mean yeah it's just a whole thing but yeah yeah you're really lucky like I have really great people yeah especially during this like crazy time no kidding where the fact that we're not homeless is like a miracle oh my god yeah I know it's it is it's humbling when you take a minute like you said in the morning to be grateful I need to try to do a better job at that um, can you share, Kelsey? Like, super great at it. Let's not, you know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> That's right. It is, and it has to be. So, when is your movie coming out? How long is it? Um, maybe you're working on it for years to come, and you don't know when it's gonna come out, and that's okay too. I'm not working on it for years and years and years more to come. <laughs> um, no, the we just got a really cool. Um, partnership with ITVS they do this thing called open call and so we applied for that and got it and they're amazing and um, they're through PBS so that means yeah so that means that we get public broadcasting and um, on one of their um, streaming services and one of their one of their arms of production um, and also you know, if you apply, you get up to $350,000. So we're getting what we need to get the film done. Good for you. Yeah. That's so exciting. So, like, it's just really cool. Like, the film's, I know the film's going to get done, and I know it's going to get seen somewhere. And that is just, so, it's such, a, I'm so lucky and yeah. grateful. Yeah. So exciting. Yeah. It's um, amazing. It's going to, like. Yeah, it's gonna. It's just really like changed the game. I um, we're we actually just sent our footage out to our editor, so we're in post production now. Um, 
and then I'm hoping that we'll have I don't even know what our timeline is. I always forget. And my brain feels like mush right now. Don't worry about yeah. it. But like it's it's being edited. Yes. Yeah. That's so exciting. So then so, we'll when it's done and have a film ready and bada bing, bada boom. That's you know? right. Just like that. Well, I really like your name submerged. I think that's so cool. Like water is such a fluid place to like have a metaphor for something and I think it's an awesome title thank you I mean, it is a cool title I I don't stay attached to it right um, something water might come along well the problem is that like there I mean there's things change films evolve and while I love the water metaphor um I'm totally with you on that that's within the film obviously um there are numerous other films named submerge oh okay well then one's like about a submarine you know <laughs> yeah like so, totally off base you're like I really hope I don't just help people watch a submarine video when I've been working my yeah. butt off <laughs> and one's like a, I think one's like a horror film or something yeah so yeah. It yeah. would be interesting company. And All right. We'll see. Stay, stay tuned. All right. Yes. Please keep us posted because I want to blast my, you know, four followers with what you yeah. are offering. Yeah. Please do. Please do. It's been it, quite the Yeah. It's just so cool that you were able to do that. So when you were traveling, did your friend help with caregiving? I mean, I know you said you had to find them along the way. What did that look like? How did you find people along the way? You're insane in the best ways. I guess I, yeah, I am kind of insane. Um, well, we we had our friends plan how long they were going to come with us. And then, so like we started um, with me and Maddie and our friend Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah stayed with us for like, I don't know, a couple weeks and then we flew her home and another friend flew to meet us nice so traded people out and we did that the whole way like my brother was on the trip for weeks because cool. he's amazing knows how to do all my cares and yeah. yeah um and like not only did like these friends of ours like invest in that time to help me with my cares, but they also like really invested in the project during that time, you know, like they were right there with us learning about the science and how to travel with a disability and how to travel while making a film. Like it was just such a unique bonding, crazy experience being like these like road warriors with a disability while making art. I love it. Like, you went all rogue, Kelsey. You went completely rogue. We did. We went rogue, and it was fun as hell. It was That's so cool. That's we so cool. We were so tired when we got back. Oh, I'm sure. Okay, can you tell me, and I, if your brain is mush about this too, please don't worry, because I have brain mush 24-7, so I hear you. <laughs> but what are some things that, like, the researchers said that surprised you, or any story that, like, stuck out to you? someone was really inspired by a story you shared or just anything pertaining to paralysis that you're like, holy crap, during your journey? Um, oh man, I think the one really exciting moment for me was when we met with Rob Summers, who um, was part of the big idea with Susan Harkema down in Kentucky in Louisville. And he did electronic stimulation. He did the implant and had really good results. Granted, every injury is different. But, like, he, one day after he got the implant, was like, holy shit, I'm sweating right now. And then, like, things started coming. Like, he was able to urinate on his own. Things just, like, started to come back. He re I think I'm pretty sure he regained sexual function. And So, wait, he had injury in his where was it and where did they put the stimulator he's a 
Oh man, I can't remember what his injury is. I think his injury is actually a higher level, but because of all of the therapy that he'd done and his incomplete injury, it moved down quite a bit. Wow. Um, so then when he got the implant, I think he was, I know, I mean, I know he was like basically a para at that point. Um, but I'm not sure what his like injury level was at the time of his accident. And then like what it is now, technically like on the Asia scale. Um, but he saw some return in function and sensation that was pretty life-changing. Wow. I got to sit down and talk with him and his girlfriend about that. And all of us, when we left, we were just like, what just happened? Like, is this something that could happen to me? Is this something that could happen to everyone? Like, what's... And so then, like, you go from having this, like, moment of, like, real excitement and, like, this breakthrough to being like, oh, well, the reality of the situation is that that's not going to happen for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like every injury is so different. And yeah. Like this hasn't been brought to market yet. Like this is still, these things are still in clinical trial. Um, and how do we bring them to market and make them available to people? And how do we make it? And so, like, then all these other questions pertaining to, like, the big machine that is the effort for a cure start to come into play. Like, you know, is this actually real? Like, is this actually something that a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from? What does that look like? Um, So it was just, like, this very up and down roller coaster of, of excitement and confusion and frustration and you know like it's just a it's it's a lot of information to take to take in and it's a lot of science that some of which went right over my head a lot of the time oh um yeah I don't doubt that I mean it's amazing that someone can put something in your back to make your function come back. And like you were saying about being an incomplete, it's like that was just a little bit more of connection that that gentleman's body needed to really communicate. It's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so great for him. He like, what a game changer, you know, he can have kids now. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on the time that it's saving him the joy it's giving him. Right. I mean, it's well worth, just like you're saying, how long is this going to take for it to be accessible and affordable to more people? Right. (sighs) I don't think there's an easy answer there, is there? Not yet, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's so great, though, that you're, like, having people talk about this and, you know, even just to help someone out who just hasn't been through life yet. I mean, we're still young. Like, Kelsey, you and I are still very young, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you and I have a lot of life left to live and right. I hope so. People are going to go through stuff, you know, and it's good to be prepared. I think I wish I would have had these conversations before my cancer. And I, I mean, I did, but like, I never knew that I would be here. Like you were saying, you know, you wake up some days and you're like, Holy crap. Like, yep, this is still my body, but what happened? Like, I have those moments of realization too, where it's like, okay, but what now? Yeah. Yeah. So what's next for you? Did this light up a new passion in you to, cause when you say you create art, like what do you do when you're not making documentaries? So lately, um, my friend Gabe Roderick, Gabriel, um, he, he started this project called the cripples dance and that's when I started dancing again. And we did six shows here in Minneapolis back in October, the Southern theater, which was incredible. Um, and then we did a few shows in Wisconsin. Um, and we'd like to keep doing that when we can, you know, when we can get back to rehearsing and, and planning and, you know, do like a start touring again. Sweet. I want to come watch you guys. I'm going to have to. So 
Yeah, so like where, what theater is that at? Or how do I find, like, do you guys have a page called The Cripples Dance? Yeah, so follow A Cripples Dance. A Cripples Dance. Yeah, it's A Cripples Dance on Facebook and Instagram. All right, see, this. these are the plugs I want you to give me. Yeah. So that I can take them to your page. Awesome. Um, In the meantime, we've just been like, um, Gabe goes by Freak. That's his stage name, F-R-E-A-Q-U-E. Um, he's a musician and a dancer now. and So cool. Yeah, he just wanted to dance. That's where this whole show came from. He had an urge to dance, and he has been writing his own music and singing and playing piano for a long time. That's what he did before his injury. He was a pianist. Um, Amazing. Yeah, so... Um, He's been just, like, writing these little one-minute pieces since the quarantine, and he sent me one and was like, hey, do you want to dance to this? And so I've been, like, creating just, like, these little one-minute pieces, and that's been really being able to be creative and dance, especially now when we're cooped up inside and you have this, like, urge to do something. Creating has felt really good. Good. That's awesome. And it's so therapeutic, too, whenever I do anything related to art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. I'm so glad you were able to come on and talk today. Um, Can people still donate to the Cure Map, or is that done? If people wanted to, like, donate, how would they do that? Or would you say just donate a Cripples Dance right now? Or where do we steer people if they want to help you out and your film out, Kelsey? So the Cure Map is is the former title. So right now it's everything is under Submerge. Submerge. Okay. So I'm gonna yep. change that. All uh, right. And we've partnered with Unite to Fight Paralysis. So we're working on a call to action for the film, so that when the film ends, um, the effort doesn't end. Right. So you, uh, a good way to like stay updated: follow U2 FP, subscribe to them. Um, I write for them currently and give updates with the film there. Um, there's also the website, submergedfilm.com. Um, and then absolutely follow us on social media. So that's Submerged Film on Instagram um, and on Facebook. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And if and when you change the title, your Instagram name will change, but, like, you'll still be on it, right? Yeah, I think... I think, God, I, I don't know how that works. Like, I, I don't know. either. Social media is dumb, but amazing all at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. Like, basically, though, you'd still be able to find us through the website because that um, URL will still be connected even if we change. So Okay, um, if good. If you want to lose us, is to just go to submergedfilm.com. Okay, uh, all of our social media is linked up to that. Okay. And are you okay with people following you to see the dances you're doing with your friend over Ooh, quarantine? Yeah. Follow a cripple's dance, follow me, follow the film. Um, yeah, things are, I'm updating all the time. as to what's happening with me personally and very and- cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to follow all the stuff you're working on, and I'm sure there is more for Kelsey to discover, and we'll be right alongside with you. I'm excited just to see the film. Like, it sounds so neat. There's there's a Netflix movie, A Gentleman Who Traveled, and I think he was a quadriplegic, and it had um. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? It has that girl in it. She's she was Justin Bieber's ex. What's her name? Um, Selena Gomez. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? No. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was in it. And they like traveled all over. I'm going to have to find what the title is and send it to you. It's a cute oh, movie. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't remember Selena Gomez being in that. I, I swear she was in it. Maybe not. Maybe she was young. Who knows? I'm, I'm so bad with celebrity names and like actors and actresses names. I don't remember them. I just start describing them down to a T, which is probably super irritating for people that know. Oh, you're talking about the fundamentals of caring. Yes. That was so good. It is so good. There's a couple really good. Crip Camp is super good. 
Um, I don't know if you've seen that. My friend did that. Um, It's amazing. You should definitely see it. It's out on Netflix right now. It just came out. It's sweet. It's about this camp back in 1970, like just after Woodstock, that was for people with disabilities. And it was basically like a hippie camp. Sweet. For all people with all different kinds of disabilities. And like the disability rights movement that's that spawned from a lot of the people that went there and cool I didn't know about that yeah I will definitely look it up yeah so that's a good one and stay tuned on ours and you can see it when it comes out sounds good I'm super excited the fact that you guys are done filming in your home like that alone and that it's already at editing is like huge I bet it's gonna be done before I know it so in production that would be people are it's just making things crazy you know yeah pause production completely yeah well kelsey thank you so much for coming on today we will be in touch i will let you know when i'm going to put your episode out if you want to listen to it you can um i have content for like the next four weeks so i'll probably put you out like the middle of may i'm thinking but I'll send you confirmation of all that before we do it. And then if you don't mind, if you could just send me like some pictures or if it would be easier and you'd rather me just like go to your Facebook and take the ones I think would be good. That's totally up to you. Um, I'll send you a link in, in our Skype chat so you can see what my website looks like so that you'll know kind of what your page on your episode will look like. Does that make sense? But Because yeah. do you guys have like images for your uh film yet or not really because you're not super set on the title yeah I mean we don't have like a poster made or anything but yeah I mean if you look at the website there's we have a ton of photos awesome yeah so I'll just take some of those I'll link everything um I'm kind of learning how to do the whole website thing too so bear with me but um thank you for being on it was really nice to hear from you and uh just you being able to remain positive every day and take grateful moments like as little as that seems to everyone who's listening it's huge because life goes up and down all the time and we don't know what's coming our way but it's I think truly it's how we handle it you know and how we hold that hurt that allows us to move forward so thank you for being bold and courageous even then even when you didn't want to be Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you for having me. Thanks, Kelsey. Have a good day and we'll be in touch. Okay. Good to meet you. Good to meet you too. Please be sure to check out the website at pushdiariespodcast.com forward slash episodes forward slash Kelsey to view more about her story. And be sure to check out her submerged film on PBS once it comes out. If you have been enjoying Push Diaries podcast, please consider donating to the show's cause at patreon.com forward slash push diaries podcast. Tyler and I are discussing ways to give back. Please be a part of our mission. Thank you for your generosity. This has been Push Diaries podcast. Please visit our website at pushdiariespodcast.com to see our mission and learn more about the guests. This is your podcast too. I want to hear your stories. Email me at pushdiariespodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pushdiariespodcast. Thank you for listening.